Hey, 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 it's me, Harland Williams, and you are on the Harland Highway Podcast. How are you, everybody? Welcome to the Harland Highway Podcast. Uh, Great show today, at least I hope it is. Um, Interesting show today. We're going to talk about, um, we're going to take some phone calls from a couple of the listeners. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about comedy and then I'm also going to uh, tell you about a crazy story that happened to me that involved, like, like the FBI. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really weird story, and it just it, it was kind of one of these stories that fell into my lap. So I'm going to talk about that. And then we got another call from someone who was, uh, you know, talking about all the actors that are speaking out against Donald Trump. And... Uh, and so towards the end of the show, I'm going to be talking not about, you know, politics or, you know, picking sides, but I'm going to talk about, about, you know, some of these actors and the anger that seems to be inside of them. And is it really helpful? Is it really, is it really the, the right way to get your message across to be angry and kind of dark towards President Trump and, and people who supported him? I don't know. I'm going to discuss. I'm going to play some clips for you. Decide, because this is the Harland Highway. Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You're about to go down the Harland Highway. No! No! I didn't bargain for this. Oh, yes, you did. Chicka, chicka, chow, chicka, chicka, chow, man, baby. And the creature from outer space. Please don't stop. I got a mean ugly face. Magnificent performance. This is the Harlan Highway. I hate you. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you say we get down to business? Okay, here we go, everybody. This is uh, this is one of my oddest stories. It's this is such a weird story. I almost don't believe this happened, but you know what? Roger, hit the music, hit the theme music to get me in the mood for this weird story, and uh, I'll try and tell it the way it went down. Okay, just just start the music to get me going. Ready? Hit it. Yeah, that's it. Here we go. That's spy music. Perfect. Okay, good. I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. Here, here's what happened. This is nutty. Okay, the other day I'm, I'm going to a meeting. You know, I get my stuff together. I comb my hair. I straighten my shirt. I get in my car. And as I'm getting in my car, I look down the length of my driveway. And at the end of my driveway, across the street, there's another house with a driveway. And I look down, and it's almost at the very bottom of my driveway. Like, it's directly there, right? So I look down, and I see this car in this driveway. And I'm like, I don't know, something right out of the gate kind of threw me. I was like, I don't think I've seen that car there before. And... 
just kind of sitting there and the, the, the lights are on. It's the, like the, the back lights are on. It's running. And I, I don't know. Just some, you know, sometimes your, your, your spidey senses start tingling. And you just kind of have a vibe. So I pull down my driveway, like, like, you know, front grill first. I turn around. I go down the driveway with the headlights in front of me. And I get to the bottom. And as I'm about to make the turnout onto my road. Yeah, kill the music. This, I need to concentrate. As I'm about to turn out onto my road, all of a sudden a guy gets out of his car. Okay, this guy, he jumps out. And it's a young guy. I'd say he's about like maybe 29, 32-ish. Phys- you know, physically fit, not huge, but you could tell he's fit. He had a, he had a, a well-groomed red beard. I'd say a handsome gentleman. Kind of hip, pretty simple, blue jeans and a, a white t-shirt. And I'm like, oh, I've never seen that guy before. And then he kind of starts walking right towards me. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. And he walks right to my car window and he like motions for me to roll down the window. And I'm like, who the, what the hell? I go, yeah, can I help you? And he goes, are you Han? And I went, who are you? And he goes, are you Han? And I said, I said, yeah, who are you? And he pulls out, he reaches into his back pocket, pulls out a little like wallet thing and goes, John so-and-so from the FBI. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? And I go, who are you? He goes, special agent John so-and-so from the FBI. And I'm like, I've never had the FBI come looking for me ever. And so now in my head, I'm thinking, well, what have I done? What, what are the worst things I've ever done in my life? Oh, when I was a kid, I shoplifted a chocolate bar. Did, 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 did I do something wrong on my taxes? Is, did, 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 did I run over someone and I don't know about it? Did I hit and run? What have I done? You know, I'm, I'm scrambling my brain because I'm a good guy. I, I don't live a criminal life. <laughs> but when, when an FBI guy approaches, all of a sudden you're like, wait, what did what, what, I do? And I, I said, what's this about? And he goes, do you work? Do you live here? And I go, yes. And he goes, do you work for Fox? And all of a sudden I'm like, well, yeah, I've worked for, in my head, I'm like, I've worked for Fox. I've worked for Walt Disney. I've worked for NBC. I've worked, you know, I'm in the entertainment business. I've done all, worked for all, every studio and network. And I said, yeah, I've worked for Fox. And, and he goes, is this your car? And I go, yeah, this is my car. I've, I, you know, I've told you guys before I have a Tesla. And, and I'm, he's like, uh, he's like, can I ask you a few questions? And I said, what's this all about? Now I'm, now I'm getting like, you know, this guy's asking me stuff. And, and I, I said, what do you, what do you want from me? Like, are you sure you have a right guy? And, and he said, yeah, can we talk? And so now I'm a little nervous. I'm like, is this guy for real? Is he fake? Is he, you know, so I'm, I'm you know, you, you know how you get intimidated when you get pulled over by the police for, for speeding? You know, you get all nervous and butterflies and, well, imagine there's an FBI guy at the end of your driveway that wants to talk to you. And so I said to him, I didn't really trust it. I wasn't sure. And I said, uh, well, is there somewhere we can go? And in my head, I'm meaning like police headquarters or something. If I'm going to talk to anyone, 
I want to talk to them in a safe environment. And he goes, and he goes, yeah, you want to go grab a coffee or something? And I go, a coffee? And I said, I said, no, I want to, if I'm going to talk to you, I want to go somewhere, you know, where it's official. And he goes, oh, well, uh, he says, I'm I'm only here for, for the day. And uh, my car over there, it's a rental. And now I'm starting to think, I'm going, why, why is an FBI guy telling me stuff? I would think a good FBI guy would not want to give away any information. And so I go, can I see your badge again? Because now I'm starting to think maybe this, this guy's like something's weird's going on, right? So he pulls his badge out and his, and his hand is shaking. His hands are shaking. And I'm still sitting in the front seat of my car. And I thought it was very peculiar. You know, you always think FBI guys are calm and cool. And I said to him, I said, dude, why, why is your hand shaking? And he didn't answer me. It was kind of creepy. It was just silent. And I said, dude, are, are you sure you, you want me? Like, what, what is this? And he goes, your name's Hernan, right? And I go, Hernan? No, Harland. And it turns out my next door neighbor, his name is Hernan. And when the guy first approached my car, he kind of slurred the name. So he said, are you Hernan? And I thought he said, are you Harland? So I'm like, oh, no, I'm not Hernan. Hernan's up there. And, the, and then... He goes, do you work for Fox? And I said, well, I have worked for Fox. And he goes, how? And I go, well, I've done voiceovers in, in, in their movies. I've done, you know, I've been on their TV shows, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, TV shows? And I said, yeah. I said, he goes, is it, this is your car? And I go, yeah, it's my Tesla. And then I realized my neighbor has a Tesla too. And so now suddenly everything started to click. And I said, dude, you're looking for Hernan, my neighbor. And he goes, yeah, Hernan. And I won't say his last name. And he goes, yes. And I go, oh, I thought you said Harland. And, and it turns out Hernan does work for Fox or used to. And so now I'm thinking I'm, I'm, right away in my head, I'm thinking, my God, what if this guy was a hit man? What if the, my neighbor, I had no idea my neighbor was some kind of, you know, El Chapo drug lord or something, which he's not. He's an amazing, nice guy. But, you know, when you're confronted by an FBI guy at the end of your own driveway, everything starts to, you start having all these fantasies. And I'm like, what the hell is my neighbor up to? What, what is he, a drug runner from Guatemala or something? And so now I'm thinking, what if this guy was, what if my neighbor was wired into something, you know, dubious? And they put a hit out on him. And this guy comes to my driveway and checks all the... Okay, his name's Hernan. He worked for Fox. He lives here. He's got a Tesla. Pulls out the gun. (laughs) Drives away. Thinks he got his guy. Just because of a bunch of similarities in my answers. Holy smoke. So so now I'm like, dude, you got the wrong guy. And, And then he goes... Can I see your ID just to make sure? And now I'm a little, you know, I'm still not convinced this guy's for real. So being the comedian that I am, I have a fake ID in my wallet. 
of an alien. It's a picture of one of those aliens with the big heads and the, and the, you know, it's one of these prank IDs you buy at 7-Eleven. They're like, they look like real driver's license. But mine says like alien on it and there's a picture of an alien. And so I, just to be a smart, I handed him that and he actually kind of smiled and then I handed him my real one and I thought, what am I handing a guy an ID for in my own driveway? It just felt weird, and I started thinking, maybe this guy's not real. Maybe it's fake. Maybe he's a hitman. Maybe he's a private eye. Maybe, maybe he's scoping my house out to rob it. I, don't, I didn't know what to think. So finally, he seems satisfied that I'm not my neighbor, and I just say, dude, I'm getting out of here, and I drive away. I had to be at a meeting, right? I had to be at a doctor's appointment. And so now I'm driving away and I'm thinking, oh my God, what if this guy is a hitman? What if this guy's out to get my neighbor who I like? I have a good relationship with my neighbor. We're friends. And so now I'm thinking, do I call my neighbor? Or what if, what if my neighbor secretly is like El Chapo? And by calling him, I'm aiding and abetting a fugitive or a criminal or, or something. And suddenly I become an accomplice and I'm doing something illegal. So now I'm like freaking out. I don't know how many of you have had an FBI agent at your driveway. Thank you very much. So now I'm driving along and I'm thinking I'm going to call my lawyer and see what he thinks. So I call my lawyer and he's like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. And he says, I don't think you get in trouble for calling your neighbor. And because I wanted to give my neighbor a heads up. So I call my neighbor and my neighbor Hernan, who's a great guy. I go, hey, Hernan, there was, there was an FBI guy who was looking for you. And, and Hernan, to my surprise, was just very calm and casual about it. He was just like, yes, okay, I understand. Thank you for letting me know, Harlan. Okay, thank you. Sounds good. Goodbye. And I was just like, wait, that was, that was kind of weird. That was like cold and kind of calculating. And it, it's almost the type of answer I'd expect from some kind of nefarious, cold-hearted, drug-peddling hitman or something. So now my head, I'm just, my head's filling up with all this crazy stuff. I mean, who wouldn't, right? And then, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, a few hours later, about five hours later, my neighbor calls me back and he goes, yeah, it turns out uh, one of the guys I worked with at Fox... Uh, he was a guy that, that was involved with Fox and he had some bad di business dealings. And so they're questioning everyone, blah, 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 blah. So he called back and cleared it up. Oh man. But I'll tell you, my, my heart was racing. My, I had butterflies. I was like, man, you just don't expect an FBI guy coming to your door. It was weird, man. It was weird. So there you go. There's my there's my kooky FBI story. Um, apparently, my neighbor told me too that that two FBI guys came back when he was home and questioned him about the the, the nefarious guy that worked with them somewhere and blah blah blah. So I guess it turns out it was a real thing. The uh, FBI guy was real, but nonetheless, it uh, sure shook me up a little bit. Thank God I'm a clean living good boy because it's like, it's funny the stuff that goes through your head. And then you start thinking of the dumbest things like, well, did, did I did I park my car wrong? Did I 
you know, when you're not a bad guy, you don't know, you don't have no point of reference. So you're thinking, what's the worst thing I've ever done? I, I mean, I stood a girl up on a date once. Is that what this is all about? Or so I don't know. Very interesting. So that that's my story. That that's my that's my crazy, crazy, you know, spy story, I guess. And uh, I guess I'll just leave it right there, dog. I hope that never happens to you, Money Penny. Oh, scary. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Harlan. Oh, man, I just listened to your stand-up. Oh, love it, love it. Uh, I think my favorite joke was the worst one on there. Mother from Brazil, father from Zaire. Your birth certificate says you're from Brazil. <laughs> it's so bad. And it sounded like you were a little, like you went you went over it really quick. I think if you had been silent for about five seconds after that, I think I think the crowd would have lost it because it's so bad. It was, oh, I just started cracking up. <laughs> it's always good to have one of those. Ah, oh, man. Thank you for uh, your podcast, for your stand-up, everything you do. You make the world a funny place, better place. And uh appreciate you, appreciate your serious side as well. That's what makes it all kind of real. Thanks, Harlan. Bye. Hey, no, thank you, man. I mean, I I just uh, really appreciate those types of phone calls, and uh, it, it's nice to know. It's nice to hear that uh, you guys enjoy it. You enjoy the comedy. You enjoy some of the more serious stuff, and... Uh, you know, that it makes an impact. So that that's great. And in case you're wondering what this gentleman was laughing about and referencing is a few podcasts back, I played a little segment of some live stand-up that I did. And one of the jokes I did during the set, I was talking about Ancestry.com and how you can trace your heritage. And I, I did this joke about, uh, well, why don't I just play you the joke uh, here's the clip that he was laughing about. Turns out my mother uh, from Zaire, my father from Brazil, my passport now says that I'm from Brazil. No? no? Let me get strike that one. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. It was a cheesy joke, but that's what I love about stand-up comedy because... You know, the, the clip that I posted was probably 20 minutes long, and out of the 20 minutes... That joke is the one that just tickled your funny bone. And that's the beauty of comedy because you just never know what's going to hit a person. And the fact that that to you was kind of like the worst and the cheesiest joke is probably what also made it the funniest in your mind because, as you said, it was so bad. And it is kind of bad, but it's, it's so stupid. It's kind of funny. So I'm so glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked the podcast. And 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 the reason I put that stand-up comedy up there is, is so I could kind of tease you people and uh, entice you into joining our premium membership for $20 a year. Those live stand-up clips are part of what you get when you uh, join our premium membership. So uh, if you enjoyed it, please sign up. And uh, I'm dropping those uh, on the uh, premium uh, spot all year long. So 
something to think about, okay? Thank you for your call. Let's take another call. Why not? Yo, Harlan, I just heard the last podcast. And, wow, man, you're spot on. You're like a political beast. Um, I am so, it's like a soft spot or hard spot or weak spot, whatever you call it. I'm just so sick and tired of these entitled actors, these Hollywood people, Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep, whatever. She doesn't know hard times if it hit her on the head. Like, how does she have the balls to try to put herself in a victim situation? You have some goddamn nerve. Uh, Modern-day communism is alive and well. You like Trump, you're blacklisted. You like him, political gain. It's like communism or something. It's just like communism. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, I love the uh, your truth about the Hollywood being so... Uh, uh, it's just disgusting with the whole... Hey, look at me. I'm right. I have the answers. You do not have the answers. This is why we're in a situation that we're in, because you don't have the answers. So, uh, chicken chow mein, baby. Oh, boy. You know, I, I just couldn't keep my mouth shut about how how blatantly ugh, arrogant the these actors have been coming off. And I don't. I wouldn't go so far as to call them communists or 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 you know horrible people. But I mean, well, how much more do we have to take from these actors and actresses trying to tell us how to think, how to vote, how bad we are? And you know, I always was under the impression that the arts kind of stood outside of the realm of politics. You know, I thought the arts were supposed to be open and free spirited and kind of thinking of the ethereal and not, not being, uh, you know, trying to stand on the, on the pulpit and, and, and tell people how to think art, art is supposed to be interpretive and artists, I feel like should put art out there that that stimulates the mind and and stimulates the imagination and and artists put out a product that that asks the viewer or the listener to choose to make a decision to hear or or see a painting or hear and watch a movie or a TV show and and perhaps you know Put offerings out there so that people viewing people that want to be entertained can formulate their own opinion. But, but actors have gone beyond. It feels like actors have become like enforcers. They're making you feel bad. They're making you. They're denigrating you. They're 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 calling you stupid. They're they're telling you that your your choice, your opinion, your your point of view doesn't matter. And that they're more important and that they have a deeper insight and a deeper vision into how a country or how a society or how a group of people should feel and think. It's way too serious, man. It's way too in, in everybody's face. And I hope these actors remember that, you know, when they get so aggressive with their points of view, they alienate half their audience. You know, when they call people stupid for voting for, let's say, Donald Trump, 
Well, guess what? Half their audience voted for Donald Trump. So are they willing to call half their fan base stupid? To give you an example, I love Meryl Streep. I've always, I've always um, touted Meryl Streep as my favorite actress. But I got to tell you, in the last few years, I've seen her up there, not at just the recent award show, but at other ones where she started blabbering on about all this stuff. And you know what? I can't stand her now. I just can't look at her and 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 feel like I want to be entertained by her because all I can hear is her preachy voice in the back of my head telling me how I should think, how I should feel, how bad of a person I am if I don't see her point of view. It's kind of disgusting and 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 you know also, you know, I, I, you know, it's it's tough to talk about politics because, you know, you know, obviously I'm an actor and an artist and and it may sound like I'm trying to point you in a, in a specific direction, but I'm not. I don't care if you voted for Hillary or Donald, but I feel like nobody's giving Donald Trump a chance. And, you know, if I feel like everyone gave Barack Obama a chance. I gave him a chance. I would have give, given Hillary a chance. I didn't like Hillary, but I, I certainly wouldn't be spitting in, in on people and calling them morons and marching in the street and yelling and, you know, I, I'd give her a chance, man. It's not, the, you know, it, it, it's just, I don't, I don't get it. And, and what's disappointing to me is, you know, on the liberal side of politics, the Democrats, you know, part of their party platform is they talk about being inclusive and being open-minded and letting everyone have a voice and letting everyone be heard and that, that, uh, you know, everyone should have their voice heard and everyone's voice matters. And, and yet they're not being very compassionate or loving or giving or, or sharing when it comes to people who don't share their political views. For example, listen to some of this, this, this venom that was spewed by some top A-list Hollywood celebrities. I mean, does this sound like the compassionate political party to you? Yes, I'm angry. Yes. I am outraged. Yes, I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. As the poet W.H. Auden once wrote on the eve of World War II, we must love one another or die. I choose love. Well, I don't know uh, if blowing up the White House sounds very loving to me, Madonna. To me, that sounds like terrorist activity. To me, that sounds like violence. And when someone has a powerful voice like you, when you're a celebrity with millions of followers, it sounds like you're provoking and inciting violence. Um, you know, if, if, a, if, a, if a redneck who lived in a shack in West Virginia said that, the FBI would be at his door. 
If, if, a, if a black kid from the inner city said that, he'd be in handcuffs in an FBI interrogation room. If, if a Muslim person said that, They'd be, uh, they would be, uh, you know, at Guantanamo Bay or whatever the hell it's called. I mean, who, who, why, who the hell says that? That, that's not a loving and compassionate speech. That's not gracious. That's not classy. Why, why is everyone so angry at the democratic process? He won. The people voted. I'm sorry if people don't love the guy, but he won. He won fair and square. Here's some more compassionate-sounding, so-called loving, inclusive celebrities that want to tell us how to think. I mean, he's so blatantly stupid. He's a punk. He's a dog. He's a pig. He's a con, a bullshit artist, a mutt who doesn't know what he's talking about, doesn't do his homework, doesn't care, thinks he's gaming society, doesn't pay his taxes. He's an idiot. Colin Powell said it best. He's a national disaster. He's an embarrassment to this country. It makes me so angry that this country has gotten to this point, that this fool, this bozo, has wound up where he has. He talks how he wants to punch people in the face. Well, I'd like to punch him in the face. This is somebody that we want for president? I don't think so. What I care about is the direction of this country. And what I'm very, very worried about is that it might go in the wrong direction with someone like Donald Trump. If you care about your future, vote for it. Oh, okay. Thanks, Robert De Niro. I guess I'll, I'll vote for whoever, whoever you insist I vote for. Thank you, Robert De Niro. And thank you for your eloquent speech calling uh, someone a pig and a bozo and an idiot and someone who doesn't know what he's doing and stupid. Boy, though, you know, th- that sounds like the kind of taunting and bullying you'd hear in a schoolyard, doesn't it? I mean, good Lord, man. And then again, violence. You'd like to punch him in the face. You know, we all remember when Donald Trump said punch in the face at his speech. That's what he's referring to at one of his rallies. It was a sarcastic remark. Donald Trump does not want to punch someone in the face. If that's how you took it, maybe you're not the brightest bulb on the tree. I don't know. But I think it was clear Donald Trump did not have any intent to climb down into the crowd and punch someone in the face. But, you know, to call all these, this guy, all these names and not give him a chance, not see what he's capable of, you know, whether you like it or not, Donald Trump is the American dream. Donald Trump is, is what many, or if not most people strive to be when they come to America. Donald Trump built an empire for himself. How many of you go to work every day? And put in an eight-hour day and go, oh boy, I hope I make an extra $1,200 this year so I can put it in my savings account. Or how many of you go to work every day and go, man, I hope my ship comes in. I hope I get a promotion so I make a million dollars a year. Or how many of you have gone and bought a lottery ticket hoping that your financial circumstances would change? 
And for Donald Trump to build the empire he has, it does is that it does, is that the mind of an idiot? Is that someone who's stupid? Is that someone who has no vision, no insight? Well, if it's so easy, why haven't you or I done it? Because it's not easy. It's extremely difficult. And you have to have a certain amount of brain power to do it. And you have to have leadership qualities. And you have to have so many things, so many gifts. And while all these celebrities talk about Donald Trump ruining the country, I see a guy who could have sailed off into the sunset and retired, but decided to dedicate probably the rest of his life. He's already 70. He's probably not got that much time left. Here's a guy who could have sat in the lawn chair and drank margaritas and watched the sunset, but here's a guy that's that's going to be working 24-7, and all he wants to do is try and make life better for Americans. He wants to try and make Obamacare better. He wants to try and bring jobs back to the USA. He wants to fix trade. He wants to stop illegal immigration. All this stuff that to me sounds like good stuff. Is everything he, he, he does going to be perfect and great? No, of course not. Nobody can promise that. But everyone calling this guy a racist and, and, a, and a homophobe and a this and that. But yet I watch the guy. I don't see it. And maybe I'm missing it. Am I blind? I haven't I haven't seen him use the N word or call call anyone anything racist or say or do anything racist. I haven't seen him say anything derogatory against the gay community. I haven't seen him I mean it's frustrating to watch. It's almost like people have decided they've got this 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 diatribe in their head. They've got this dialogue and they're just gonna stick with it. Come hell or high water, they've made up their mind. And it feels like the celebrities are digging in. It feels like the celebrities are like, you know, the, the more vitriol they can they can spew out into the public, the more they feel like the rest of the acting community will embrace them and and get phone calls. Oh, oh, Meryl, I loved what you said last night. Oh, Madonna, I just loved the way you said you wanted to blow up the, the White House. Oh, oh, they all just love each other, but... Is it blind? Do they have they really examined what's going on? Do they really know what this guy has to offer? It, it reminds me of Jesus, and I'm not saying Donald Trump is anywhere near Jesus. Okay, this guy has his flaws. But when you look at the story of Jesus, here was Jesus walking around Galilee and 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 Jerusalem and wherever he wandered. And all he did was wander around with, with a message of love and brotherhood and peace and harmony. And, and, and what happened? People got scared of it. People didn't like the change. People didn't like his positivity. People didn't understand that someone could, could be this way. And so they didn't want to hear his message. And so here was a, a, a well, we don't know if he was... A human or not, he was the, apparently the son of God, but here was a guy that wanted to do all these good things for the people, and the people couldn't accept it. They couldn't understand it. They couldn't get their head around it, so instead they turned on this symbol, this man who represented love and harmony and peace, and they crucified him because it frightened them. It intimidated them. They, they didn't give him a chance 
And they hung him up on a cross and they tortured him and they let him die. And they never let him bring his message. They never let him get to the finish line. And again, I'm not comparing Donald to Jesus. Donald has probably done some bad, wicked things in his life. But he's at a point now where it looks like he wants to give back. He wants to repair. He wants to uplift. He wants to mend. He wants to build. He wants to do positive things for everyone. And I don't know if you saw this horrible thing where Steve Harvey, the black entertainer, came to Donald Trump's building to talk about how he could make a difference in the, in the uh, you know, the downtrodden black communities. And Steve Harvey was roasted over the coals. He was called an average Negro being paraded in front of the media. Donald Trump using him like an average Negro puppet. Can you imagine chastising a celebrity for wanting to look for solutions to help people in the inner city who are struggling and need a helping hand? And Steve Harvey gets put down for that? And that's what I mean. It seems like it seems like people who don't like Donald Trump have just decided to band together and try and take him down and twist his words and put him up on the cross and stone him and put a crown of thorns on his head. And Donald's not a perfect man. He's not the savior. He's not the son of God. He's got his flaws. He's got things that are imperfections. But when I look at him and when I hear his message, if I'm being objective, if I'm standing back from the the arena of politics, I feel like I see a man who's trying. And can't the people who don't like him at least give him room to try? Can you at least watch and see before you tear him down? Can't you you let him try and prove you wrong, even if it's for two years or four years? And and if you don't like it, there's a system in place where where he gets voted out. You and all the people that hate him can vote him out. Oh, it's disheartening. And you know what? I would stand by Hillary and whoever else was was you know in power. I stood by Barack. You guys know. I, I told you, I, I pick people based on what I see. I'm not a party politics guy. I stood by Barack. The first four years, I was hopeful. I was behind him. If I could have voted back then, I would have voted for Barack Obama. So no one listening can tell me I'm, I'm, I'm biased against the Democrats because I'm not. I'm, I go by what my gut tells me on each candidate. And in this instance... I just liked what Donald Trump was saying. I saw a guy who's very smart, who knows business, and really wanted to fix up and, 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 and reinvent America and make America great again, as he says. And for people not to acknowledge his accomplishments, his savvy, his business savvy, then, then you're just in denial, I think. I think you're... you're you're cutting your own nose off in spite of yourself. You just you just want to follow the diatribe and, and go along with the crowd because it feels safe. But, you know, make no mistake, running a country, 
is like running a business. You you can you can say whatever you want, but Donald Trump is an expert businessman. And running a country is all about making deals and making decisions and being a leader and telling people where to go and what to do and negotiating and all the elements that a good business person has. And the fact that Donald has all that savvy and all that knowledge and all that experience and he's hiring a cabinet that shares in those talents, I think could be a very strong thing for the United States. Could be wrong. And again, if it's wrong, he gets voted out. But for God's sakes, can you knock it off with all this venom? I mean, let's listen to one more superstar actor who is actually comparing Donald Trump to Hitler. I mean, it's just it's just embarrassing. Here's Ashley Judd going off. My name is Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd is and here. I am a feminist. I am a nasty woman. I'm not as nasty as a man who looks like he bathes in Cheeto dust. A man whose words are a diss track to America. Electoral college sanctioned hate speech contaminating this national anthem. And I didn't know devils could be resurrected, but I feel Hitler in these streets. A mustache traded for a toupee. Nazis renamed the cabinet electroconversion therapy, the new gas chamber shaming the gay out of America, turning rainbows into suicide notes. I am not as nasty as racism, fraud, conflict of interest, homophobia, sexual assault, transphobia, white supremacy, misogyny, ignorance, white privilege. Wow. You know, I, I can al- I almost can't believe what I'm hearing. And just for the record, th- those weren't Ashley's actual words. She was she was reading a poem written by some girl somewhere in the United States. But that Ashley would pick that to read in front of millions of people being broadcast on television and at the at the uh, million woman march. I mean, man, oh man, did, did, did that just not sound like full of hatred and, and venom and, wow. Can you imagine someone up on a stage reading something like that about Hillary Clinton? Reading something like that about Barack Obama? It just wouldn't happen. And perhaps the lowest thing of all, to, to accuse Donald Trump of all these things, show, show me what, what he's done. Show me the church he's burnt down. Show me the gay person he's throwing off a bridge. I've heard him say supportive things about the gay community. I've seen him reaching out to the black community. I've, you know, I, you know, I've seen him give, give high-power, high-level jobs to women. And if you take little snippets of his life, like the, the nasty words he said on the, the, you know, the Access Hollywood trailer about women, yes, that was wrong, it was ignorant, it was shameful. 
but it's it's it doesn't define the whole man and everything he stands for and lives for. Tell me one person listening right now who hasn't said something nasty or sexual about someone of the opposite sex. Like, oh man, I'd like to jump her bones or, ooh, I'd like to get him in the sack or, ooh, what a, you know, it's just human nature. Everybody does it. Now, if Donald Trump did that every single day and, you know, he had a he had a visa bill full of escort service charges and that, well, then you got a case. But you're taking one thing and condemning the man. And I feel like that's what these people are doing. They're taking one snippet of the man's life or two snippets out of his 70 year life where he's done so many good, positive things, created jobs, created buildings, created living spaces for people. And you're just so willing to tear him down and to call him Hitler, to compare him to Hitler. Do you know who Hitler was, Ashley Judd? Do you know what Hitler did? Yeah, Hitler Hitler threw 12 million Jews in an oven, technically speaking, and burned them alive. Gee, is that what Donald Trump's doing? By the way, this is the president that that reached out to Israel right away and told Israel how much he wants to work with them and try and help them solve their problems. Do you really think do you really think Donald Trump's Hitler Ashley Judd? Yeah, I guess so. I guess he had Steve Harvey in and he he put uh, Dr. Ben Carson in his cabinet because he hates black people. Yeah, I guess you're right. He's a racist Ashley Judd. I mean, come on, grow up. And you know what's, you know, here's here's what's going to be interesting. What if Donald Trump's a success? What if Donald Trump proves them all wrong like he's already done on so many levels? What if what if Donald Trump does bring the country together? What if, what if Donald Trump does turn the economy around? What if Donald Trump does bring ease racial tensions and brings brings communities and races of people closer together? What if Donald Trump does reduce crime and, and, and increases wages and, and, you know, all this stuff? Then what? How are you guys going to look? It's one thing to say you don't like someone and stand up and oppose them, but this, this is fanatical, man. This, this sounds like, it sounds like we're in two different countries, it sounds like, you, you know, you, you, it's, it's like there's one side of the USA and there's another. This is a democratic system where people get elected and then they get unelected. And that's just the way the system works. And half the people have to live with it for four years and half the people don't. And then, you know, if you look at the cycle of politics, it's constantly changing. So mellow the hell out. Can you imagine if, if uh, you know, a big actor like Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie was up on stage somewhere in a park in front of millions of people and started going off how Barack Obama was Hitler and a racist and a homophobe. And I mean, man, oh, man. It's like, give the guy a chance. Let him see what, see what he's going to do, okay? Look, I'm the same way. When I don't like something, when I see something going off the rails, when I see something's ineffective and it doesn't look like it's working, I'm ready to speak up against it. 
But this this crap was coming out on day one. Donald Trump hadn't even been president for like 24 hours and already this? Mm, unacceptable. It's ugly, man. You you actors may think that you're really cool and that you're you, you're really ahead of the curve and that you have some kind of third eye with a deeper insight than all the rest of us local yokels who ride on tractors and fix trucks. But man, you're not coming off with any integrity. You're coming off as like almost like lunatics and angry and spiteful and almost dangerous. You you sound like if you had the chance to be in a room alone with, with the president, you would cut his throat. It's really, it's really not a good look. And I would recommend that if you want to have your voice heard, if you want to make change or you want to, you want to throw up opposing points of view, do it in a more tactful way, please. I mean, why, did, why doesn't Madonna take her hundreds of millions of dollars and go build a woman's shelter? Instead of standing up on stage saying she wants to blow up the White House and dropping the F-bomb on national television four or five times and just coming off as a hate monger. Why doesn't Robert De Niro take a bunch of his money and and do something? I don't know. It just makes me sad. And as I said, you know, I'm 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 not a party guy. I just I just get behind people and even if Donald Trump had lost, I would not be wishing any of this crap on Hillary Clinton, man. I would not. Maybe I got too much class. Maybe I, I feel like Hillary would, would deserve a chance, just like all the presidents that came before her deserved a chance. I mean, this is this is really distasteful in my opinion, my humble opinion for what it's worth. Some of you may love it. Some of you may think it's justified. Some of you may be, you know... Wishing it was even more. Some of you maybe think Donald is all these horrible things. And I would say to you, really, are you really being objective? Are you really standing back and giving him a chance? Or are you just dead set no matter what he does? If he found the cure for cancer, he's still Hitler. He's still an asshole. He's still a racist. He's still all these things on your little checklist. And if that is who you are, then, you know... Shame on you because you're 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 being short-sighted. You know, at least let the guy prove you wrong. Let the guy show you he's a da- disaster if that's what he ends up being. And then you have every right to do the name calling and be a naysayer, but if you were in his shoes, wouldn't you want the chance? If you were the president, wouldn't you want the chance? think about it. I'm not preaching at you what to think or who to like. I'm just I'm just throwing out the options. I'm expressing my opinion. But I don't care who you vote for or who you get behind, but I do care about people being nasty. And I do care about people showing an ugly side to themselves. And and yes, Donald has some things in him that we've seen that are ugly, but let's move forward. Let's try and 
let's try and see if the guy can make life better for everyone. So there you go. A little long-winded, but, uh, you know, I kind of went off the queue of the, the that Pavement Pounders phone call. And I know I'm probably going to lose a bunch of listeners because people get, I always get phone calls, Harlan, you're an ass. How can you like Donald Trump? And I'm sorry, but this little, this little tirade of mine isn't about a political party, okay? This is about, this is about just decency and showing some respect for the process, showing some respect for the, the, the office of the president, showing respect for the people that did vote for him and showing respect for democracy and saying, you know what, that this is how the system works. So anyways, I'll leave it right there. We're, we're running long. I'm rambling. Um, what can I say? Let's do some announcements here, shall we? Uh, what is going on? Oh, February 9th to the 12th, you can catch me doing stand-up comedy in North Carolina at Charlie Goodnights, uh, February 9th through 12th, and then uh, February 16th through 18th, I'll be in Spokane, Washington at the Spokane Comedy Club, and then uh, March... um, March 2nd to the 5th, I'll be in uh, Phoenix at Stand Up Live, Phoenix, Arizona. So some great stuff coming up, man. Um, Please uh, get your tickets. Go to harlanwilliams.com and click on the Stand Up Tour link, and uh, you uh, you can join in. You can get your tickets and come to the show, baby. And that's it, man. I'm just gonna end with this. Let's let's all try and be nice. Let's try to give people a chance. Let's let's be patient. Let's hope that all the things that someone wants to do that are good, let them shine through. And if they're not, that person will be found out. And there you go. Uh, check out HarlowWilliams.com. Check out our store to buy some fun merchandise. You can write me at harlowilliams.com. You can uh, phone me and leave a voicemail, 323-739-4330. There's only a two-minute um, there's only a two-minute uh, tape on the uh, voicemail, so if you decide you want to go off on a long, long thing, it, you'll get cut off after two minutes, so... And I appreciate all opinions. You can, you can phone and say whatever you want. I know I'll probably get some calls from people who hate Trump, but that's okay. And I might get calls from people who love Trump, but that's okay too. Um, so we'll leave it right there. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for your phone calls. And uh, until next time, everybody, chicken chow mein, baby. <laughs>